So that's that is the new direction. So I think I've amassed a pretty good uh, amount of them. So um, for Christmas, I believe um, it was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh-huh. Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Ooh, Mankind. Oh, but sold. But corporate Mankind with Mister Sacco. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, John Cena. Who's either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. Oh man, we've got to edit the John Cena music in somewhere. Hey, this is Colin. This is Chris. This is Jared. And like the snow finally starting to melt a little bit, this is Shiny Podcast, following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. Hey guys, what's going on? Happy to be here, Colin. I've survived a week of patching like crazy. Very good. Uh, I've just survived the week in general, but that sounds much worse. (laughs) Well, better. Better that you survived. (laughs) Yes, I'd prefer it to the alternative, I suppose. On this lovely Thursday, January 11th, 2017, we are once again joined by one of our favorite, favorite human beings. His name is Jared Bierman from Bierman Photography to tell us all about the wonderful things that he got for Christmas. (laughs) Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And we can't wait to hear uh, what he has in store. Thanks, I'm excited. As is our duty though, we are going to tear through some technology news. And this week we have some fun stuff to get to. CES has been going on, which for those of you who don't know is the big consumer electronics show. Uh, the place every year where all of the big gadgetry companies get together and try to outdo each other and show off what's <laughs> cool. So I mean, that's some. I suppose it's appropriate that it's in Las Vegas. It's like lots of shiny lights and buzzing, uh, buzzing power supplies and everything. But man, I wish they would just do it somewhere a little bit closer to me, <laughs> right? So I could go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they they time it with one of uh, the adult show cons out there so a lot of the ces guys stay an extra week oh right on yeah they used to have it overlap but not a lot got done so they've made it so one follows the other now two birds one stone right on interesting so first however i thought we'd do a little follow-up on last week since uh it was you know the worst bugs ever 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 uh, I have a little a little hands-on in, uh, information from uh, having patched a bunch of servers this week. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's been a chaotic uh, download schedule, that's for sure. Uh, there have been multiple patches across all sorts of different technologies and uh, hardware stacks. NVIDIA's been releasing driver updates. You know, there's been Intel microcode. There's been kernel updates. Um, and, and some of the... And it's been... There's been so much change under the hood that uh, there's been a lot of unintended consequences as well. I've uh, heard of a lot of people running AMD systems that have unfortunately been uh, blue screening or even completely bricking their machines. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, it's a bad scene. Something in the, uh, it's got to really, really sting a little bit when the Intel updates brick your AMD system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the, Good news is I am seeing a lot of response now that the cat is out of the bag. There, I mean, the, the, the patches are coming rapid fire. So if you can keep up, you're in good shape. But I really uh, feel for everybody out there who's got a lot of systems to manage right now because it's it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. Nothing else really new to report because honestly, um, we're only in the early days of this specter vulnerability and what it will actually sort of like turn out to be meltdown should be for the most part mitigated by now if things are patched hopefully 
Sorry. Um, but the um, performance hits, of course, are only starting to sort of manifest and get tested and, and measured. So we'll probably have a lot more about that stuff next week. But on to the news. So, speaking of, you know, security bugs and... I, I, I like the, the title that they, they chose for this article that we're referencing, uh, throwing <laughs> gasoline on a cloud security fire. <laughs> yeah. So, so backups of virtual machines on some hosts could be accessed or altered by an attacker. Uh, there's, um, you know, kind of right on the heels of, yeah, the you know, meltdown and, and Spectre. So these corporate data centers, cloud providers, um, you know, who are using products like uh, Dell's EMC, VMware, that, that kind of thing um, have um, a, a security flaw that could allow an attacker to gain root access to the systems and or, you know, and or inject malicious files into the file system. This looks like a, 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 an escalation of what we call an island hop because you do need to have access to the network that these systems are running Cur- Correct, yeah. But if you were to, say, get a foothold into the data center's network or the corporate network, and these systems were running on it, you would then have a perfect way in at the, from which you could then proliferate, proliferate whatever you wanted. If you can upload malicious code and execute it, it's pretty much the ball game at that point. So I think the EMC vulnerabilities were announced last year. Uh, VMware only became of this uh, vulnerability last week. I feel like we are going to see a a torrential downpour of, of vulnerabilities sort of in the wake of oh, Mel- Meltdown sure. Inspector, especially around virtualization. Um, one interesting tidbit in this realm, uh, I'm not qualified to fully explain this, but the, some of the mitigations that are being used are, are rapid fire reinventions of computer science. Uh, it down to the core, there's some really interesting stuff that's happening. But of course, because it's happening quickly, there's gonna be bugs. Yep. Always bugs. Always bugs. There's always bugs. <laughs> Good luck, VMware. <laughs> You're gonna need it. <laughs> so what's um what is Tesla doing in Australia? Well, if you'll recall, Tesla recently installed a boatload of capacitance in southern Australia to help offset their power issues that they have been having. Um, this was one of the largest lithium ion installations, lithium, lithium ion battery installations ever. And they not only finished the installation ahead of schedule, however, uh, uh, but, but they, the, the, they got something done ahead of schedule. Yeah. Well, model, model three orders be damned. Uh, they got these batteries in long before they needed to, but the best part was they are beating the expectations for performance. It has completely allowed, it has allowed the grid to really smooth out response times to mm-hmm. brownouts that have occurred in, in, in parts of Australia. Just by having this on-demand capacitance that they can point toward problem areas of the grid, they've been able to have a much, much smoother, easier, and non-browning uh, out experience for customers. <laughs> It's a really cool thing to see. I personally want to have at least one of these in my house. Uh, Hell yeah. Too long here. It would be silly not to. Seriously. And to see it on a grand scale, uh, it, you know, in action, beating expectations is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 this, I mean, this is an area that I don't, honestly know a whole lot about but i did appreciate the article kind of talked about kind of the the two broad categories of of you know how how these systems kind of uh regulate this kind of thing and Mm -hmm. and kind of going into the contingency versus regulation um services which you know all this will be linked in our show notes but um i found it very interesting to kind of learn um the difference between the two and, and why this is so much better and yeah, so to, to, clear, to be clear, this is a, a regulation service. Um, so it, it um, it's a constant fix as opposed to a contingency service, which only kicks in when when there's a problem. Right, right, right. Much, much closer to what you, you would um, much closer to probably a, a design of a circuit that uh, home tinkerers are, are used to in their uh, right in their in their designs. This is what we call breaking news. 
Dun 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 dun. Wolf Blitzer walks in. Dropbox, please no, God. Dropbox files pretty quietly for their first IPO. A little company, perhaps you've heard of them, Dropbox, linking all of your devices together for file sharing and ease of access in your company. Yeah, that's the one. They have very quietly announced an initial. Oh, what does it stand for? Oh, I'm going to look silly now. IPO initial some purchase uh, something offering. Isn't it? Oh, initial. Oh, I, I had intellectual property uh, offerings. But no, that's good, too. No, it's 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 yeah, when initial you go to, public offering. Thank you. The right, initial you combine right. the two and, and we got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. The initial uh, uh, pr- property on per, on ramp. Uh, <laughs> 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 in this initial public offering, they are valued at about $10 billion, which is only $5 billion less than WhatsApp. Right on. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone use that anymore? So? <laughs> it's, it's big in Europe. Yeah. Like, like, it uh, is. I, my, my sister and brother-in-law and now a, a friend of mine, a uh, former co-worker who lives in Germany, they, they, you know, they live between England and Germany and, and they all use WhatsApp. Um, and it's the only it's the only reason I have it. <laughs> is to talk no, it to them. seems it seems like the Euros live and die by that app. I don't yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> see what the big deal is, but hey. <laughs> yeah, there are certainly some better ones out there. The only thing that I find interesting about Dropbox in particular is simply what the, the tool delivers. Um, to to my mind, you know, even though it's expensive, the commercial version of Dropbox is one of the best cloud file storage solutions available today. Yeah, right on. It, it's not cheap <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but boy, when you need to have lots of big files distributed across many systems with many different people having access, Dropbox really is one of the killer ones. Very might, good. Might be better than Google Drive, honestly. <laughs> Right on. Uh, I honestly haven't used Dropbox a ton. Um, I've used Google Docs a lot more, but yeah, it's it's definitely got um, it's definitely got a a a an interesting segment of the market. I feel like Dropbox is good for like because I had a Dropbox and then I like went on to other things. So I feel like it's a good stepping stone for for maybe more freer or cheaper services if you kind of end up you know in the in the know. Mm-hmm. But I think it also serves a really good uh, purpose in business application. I think it just does that really well. I think I used it once and then I just, Google Drive was just so much more convenient. Yeah, was, sure. You're already logged yeah. in your email doing a bunch of things and, oh, hey, let me just, you know, throw this over to someone because totally. this picture is too big to email to someone or, yep. you know, something along those lines. I think that, I think the Dropbox, I think, I feel like it, it, it sort of early on was, was, uh, got into the mindshare by being like the the really cross platform you know app they they you know to this day Google Drive still doesn't have Linux support for like a desktop client uh, whereas Dropbox does and of course Mac and uh, Windows I I really know about it kind of because people were trying to share stuff between PCs and Apple devices like several years ago that's that was the most of my ex- experience but. If uh, if Google Drive would just like release a goddamn Linux client finally, <laughs> we could put this whole conversation to rest, and I'd be right there with you, big guy. <laughs> so speaking of Google, I am very fascinated by this article. What is this startup that turns screens into speakers? Yeah, no, this. This um this kind of came on my radar just you know looking at how insane Google has been over the past few days but we'll talk about that later but um they bought last last year Google bought a startup called um oh, crap where is it I lost it Redux um and uh what that team was focused on was delivering sound and touch feedback via mobile display so not a separate set of speakers but through the actual display so um, the glass resonates and that's what produces the sound yeah exactly Oh my God. Um, which is nuts. Which, That's so cool. It's Some Star so, Trek level stuff right seriously. there. Seriously. So cool. I mean, not a, just from a, wait, they can do that? Yeah, to, exactly. That's to, so cool. 
um, I mean, just the, I'm, I'm thinking of it from a design perspective, it can really free up um, space in, in the design of a, of a piece of technology um, for, for other stuff. Um, I'd be very interested in seeing the efficiency differences between a traditional speaker and this kind of. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> gotta be, I wonder, I wonder if it's, if it's better, worse or what. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know what the quality of the sound is or will be, uh, but um, that's something I'm definitely going to keep an eye on because that sounds amazing. <laughs> that is very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. This article has a video as well. So if you want to see this in action, they have working hardware. We are going to move into the CES section of the news. Sort of like giving CES its own special new case or uh, news showcase segment. <laughs> news case. News case. Because there's there's a lot to there's a lot to parse here. I mean, with every CES or any like you know show like this, there's so much stuff. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to be honest. There's just a lot going on, and yeah, I mean, some of it honestly probably won't even see the light of day. But right. um, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff happening. I think that the best way to do this is sort of give give uh, the, the listeners our favorite picks of uh, what's going on at CES and then sort of discuss maybe the broad strokes of, uh, of the trends that we're seeing because I think that might honestly be more interesting than some of the devices themselves. It's sure. like it's like every little device is, is is baby steps, but there are some giant leaps, I think, that are happening sort of on an industry scale this year. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, what... Um what uh grab grabbed your your eyeballs well the very the thing that really got me uh going <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's not a it's not a cat taking a shit this time <laughs> not this time we moved the litter box <laughs> <laughs> which you know might just have been the, the best uh segue into a new segment <laughs> yeah. we've ever recorded but anyway just good pod right there that's right <laughs> just good casting <laughs> Okay, so what got my attention more than anything else was not really a gadget at all. It was the uh, it was hardware that you could use and play with that was powered by a dual Intel and AMD setup. So this long-awaited Intel processor with AMD Vega graphics on a single die has shipped they are they have devices that you can play with that's so-called hades canyon mm -hmm. uh code name i suppose for for this uh this 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 era of chips not only do they have nucs that you can play with which are incredible this year if you got to see any of them they have more io than i think i've seen on um even full-sized uh desktop computers like <laughs> Full ATX cases. We're talking like eight USB three ports, two USB C ports, two gigabit NICs, um, and and a, a host of DisplayPort I/O. It's unreal, and they're 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 like six seven hundred bucks. Man, that's really cool. Yeah, totally VR ready with a Vega fifty six graphics card powered by the eighth generation Intel CPUs. It's insane. Uh, very, very, very well priced. And there's also some laptops that are coming out. The, the um, most unfortunately named laptop oh, I think, I in know. all of history, the <laughs> HP Spectre. Guys. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you that at least they didn't know. Because <laughs> yeah. if they did, how could they not know? <laughs> oh, God, they must be so sad right now. <laughs> they must be so Shit. sad. <laughs> really? Because we were just starting to make cool laptops. Honestly, yeah. I thought I think that line is 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 pretty cool. The Spectres are pretty cool laptops. Yeah, I was I was surprised by a lot of the laptop showings. To to be honest, yeah, they were just in general uh, cheaper for what you got. They mm -hmm. were lighter. Um, you could get a decent gaming laptop for it's still very expensive, but for less than than what what you would have been paying like a year ago. It's sort of the polar opposite uh, uh, that as to what's happening in the desktop uh, component <laughs> market. As oh, dear God, I know. GPUs go through the roof and other desktop computer components are just like outlandishly expensive. Laptops themselves seem to be coming down in price. Interesting. 
So I'd really like to get my hands on that because that feels like a great sweet spot in terms of power. Um, yeah. And the fact that it's and, you know, from the Linux perspective, now the AMD uh, open source drivers are so damn good. You could run a completely open source stack without any proprietary drivers at all and just rock it. And that, and, oh, God, that sounds like the dream to me. Beautiful. So that's what caught my attention. Sure. Yeah, the laptops thing definitely uh, grabbed my attention. I did find it very interesting that AMD and Intel were working together on something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, right. One one thing that that I saw that I, I thought was interesting was um, Nvidia made a like sixty five inch monitor, or rather, it yes, it's a, it's a four K sixty five inch monitor that will come with Nvidia Shield technology built right in. Right. Right. Which is which is kind of nuts. So so Nvidia Shield for anyone who doesn't know, it's I think it's it's like a kind of like Steam big screen, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly. It, you think of like a Steam Link or a little box like that, although they're they're quite a bit more expensive than a Steam Link. Yes, it, and it, quite a bit more powerful. Right. It allows you to stream video games to your TV, basically, with very good uh, native with, Android right. performance as well. Right. Yeah. The hardware is is very good, um, but but what they um what they produced this time was yeah a 65 inch monitor with you know it's a 4k monitor and, and just has some really nice specs on it and that was i there are no pricing on, on that yet right i imagine course. it will not be uh your average consumers uh in your average consumer's living room but i i thought that was kind of cool that they were working on on that it is very cool it's very specific at that point yes you know <laughs> I, how do you feel, Jared, about televisions that have things like uh, Roku's or, uh, you know, Chromecasts built into them? I mean, it's definitely what they're going to start doing. Just yeah. the less stuff you have to plug in, the better. Sure. Um, currently, we don't have any smart TVs, you know, so I just I think it's pretty neat because half the time you're looking at your tablet or your phone, but mm -hmm. it would be cool to do most of that stuff without having to plug something in, without having to connect to the TV. If it's already built in, just being able to right. click a couple buttons or use a voice command or whatever. And at that point, you can just buy the TV that you want with the, the guts that you want. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I have to admit, the uh, Shield products have been so impressive to me in the past. Um, I think that they're just these powerhouse boxes. So mm -hmm. seeing, I, I honestly think that this is a much bigger... Um, you know who I think should be worried right now is Xbox. Yeah, uh, Microsoft with their Xboxes and, and Sony with their Playstations because I feel like that's that's something that they you know for for the market that really wants it all to be in one. I mean, if I can buy, would you say a sixty-five inch screen with that that's four K with uh, a massively powerful NVIDIA Tegra chip in there yep. that I can play uh, Android games at 4K and stream through their, um, I forget what it's called, but they have that uh, streaming service. Yeah. All of your modern games that you want to play. And by the way, it's super cheap because like you just play a, pay, uh, pay a flat rate so you don't have to actually buy Fallout and you know all the latest stuff. Right. That's a pretty darn compelling option it sure actually. is i'm like talking myself into it as time is going on <laughs> right on yeah so that that stood out to me and one more thing you know uh nvidia is one of the few companies i feel like you can really trust to keep that shit up to date too like nvidia has proven with their shields that they're in the, like even their first generation is still a first class citizen gets active updates supported very much so I think that, you know, maybe like some shittier off brand, you know, insignia with a with a Roku built in, whereas that <laughs> might sit there and never get updates. I feel like the NVIDIA TV would be a pretty good bet. Yeah, right on uh, Philips uh, Hue lights. Uh, I know I know at least one person who has them. Um, yeah. <laughs> you will be able to, uh, this their new app. You will be able to sync your lights with whatever is playing on your computer whether that's music or, you know, if you turn, you know, turn on a movie, it might dim the lights if you want it to um, automatically, you know, that kind of thing. Or, yeah, if you want to sync it up with music, that sort of thing. I just I thought that was interesting. But the other part of this um, other part of the article was that they're going to be uh, putting out um, outdoor lights coming up uh, next year. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that's that's now we're just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, I have three words that that come to mind when I think of uh, syncing my cue lights to a video game. No man's seizure. sky. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One big seizure. No. <laughs> no, no man's sky. Yeah. Some some massively exploratory space game like that would be so cool. Absolutely. Oh my god, if it like matched like the color of, like scheme of the planet and the sky right? and like oh my god. So cool. What'd be cool is if like you're in space and rotating towards the sun, you can just have the lights kind of get brighter. Yes. Oh. Rotate. Yes. Oh. Where do I sign? <laughs> I want this. Take all of my money. Oh my God. I, we bought our, uh, our Hue lights year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Must be about a year ago, over a year ago now. Um, and I have to admit for something so simple, I love them. It's just turned my, our house into a much more um, diverse environment. We can really, you know, dial in the color scheme and like, you mm-hmm. know, make a feel. If you want to be up and at them, they have lots of, you know, really uh, 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 alert, dr- alert driven colors. And then if you want to kind of chill, there's some really nice, easy tones there. And I just love it. Right. On. Especially with, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, especially with all of the uh, voice control and home automation stuff that is coming down the pipe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite the luxury. For sure. I think we should cover uh, in, in, in particular uh, this piece, the Alexa uh, voice service. No, Alexa cancel. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Alexa to live in uh, new window 10 PCs launching later this year, which is yeah. super funny. Acer, Asus and Hewlett Packard will be releasing uh, systems that have Cortana turned off and ship with the Echo service uh, by default. <laughs> well, at least Microsoft knows when they're beat. <laughs> Boy, they must be fuming about that. I really think that's a big deal, actually. I think like for like the standout flagship feature of Windows 10 for them, what, two years into it to, you know, from their major OEM partners to start going, "Eh, how about we give this massive like like intellectual mind share to uh, to Amazon? Are you cool with that? Is this the first integration of kind of an Amazon technology into more of a, a larger hardware kind of setup. I've seen it in more uh, like embedded devices. Like I've seen there's especially this year, there's a lot of TVs with Echo built in and a lot of, um, you know, uh, more like. I don't want to say Sonos, but like things like Sonos mm. with with Echo built in. But um, as far as it being you know, fully integrated with like a, like a, you know, a general purpose computer operating system. I've never seen anything like that before. You know, I think that this is a pretty big change for, um, for those manufacturers. It, it just gives you a window into the fact that they're, they're not really, nobody is uh, surprised that OEM stuff bloatware into windows, but <laughs> the fact that they're willing to strip out such a fundamental operating system feature and put this in, I think speaks volumes to the amount of power that Microsoft is unable to wield (laughs) the waning power of of those agreements. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right on all in all, it feels like the, if, if you're walking through CES, the ground game is made up of a lot of little tiny baby steps. I feel like there's, there are very few products that in particular, really take massive leaps forward. Mm -hmm. But I think there are some trends that stand out that actually signify some pretty major shifts in the market. For sure. The one that I'd like to lead with is there are almost no laptops shipping with USB ports as we've known them. Most of these, I mean, if they have any, they're they're USB three ports, of course, but for the most part, they're all USB C. Interesting, which is great in my book. Yeah, it, it's 
expensive still at this point, but I mean, a USB-C future is where I want to land. Wholly reversible, so you never have that problem ever That's again. That's the worst. Holy shit. Finally, right? <laughs> we took until 2018. But, you know, the lineup this year really looks like most manufacturers have abandoned that and i think that's a big deal i i know there are some amazing uh like dock systems that people use like for like the xps laptops and the spectra laptops that you have a single usb port your computer charges over that you get full like 10 gigabit throughput on that you can put a uh, uh like an external graphics card on that plus all of your usb peripherals through that and you still have bandwidth for other stuff it's 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 pretty cool you know, the the amount of throughput that these little ports have is so much further ahead than what we're used to. And we've only, you know, we've only begun to see devices that are capable of taking advantage of that. Like my audio brain goes to uh, like, you know, uh, digital audio, audio converters, interfaces and that sort of thing. Like <clears throat> if you turn around, Jared, you'll see on this here shelf, there's a pair of boxes with a, uh, you know, USB ports on one side and a bunch of audio connectivity on the other. Well, yes, there are. They're just meant to, you know, digitize an analog audio signal. Um, but they're, you know, that it's a useful tool. You'll see them in every studio under the sun. But there's a finite amount of bandwidth that you can shove into your computer through those things, right? There's only so many, uh, you know, microphones that you can actually put through before you start getting throttled by the, the size of the pipe into the machine, right? Well, think about 10 gigabit throughput. I mean, how many hundreds of microphones can you have <laughs> on that one device? You know, like that's an amazing amount of IO at once. Feel a lot of talking over in a podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 contributors to this episode. It would literally be the voice of the internet, just a bunch of people yelling at each other. <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. We should absolutely have an episode like that. Oh, why? <laughs> I think that would be something. Sounds like squeaky. <laughs> what was that, Jared? <laughs> I said it's got to be some sort of Guinness World Record. You have that many people on a podcast. <laughs> I know. What is the Guinness World Record for? Mo oh, anyway, we'll find <laughs> someday. We'll find it and we will beat it. <laughs> but what else? What else do you think you can take away from this CES? Um, I saw a lot more, and I think we touched on this in our predictions episode. Um, I saw a lot of augmented reality stuff. Um, just oh, yeah. all different iterations of that, um, uh, which, which you know, I, I kind of thought would happen this year. And, and so there it is. Um, yeah, there was, there was quite a bit about that around. Um, nothing that really stood out as something that I'm, you know, going to, invest in or, or anything at this yeah. point but um just that it's there and that it's very popular and a lot of people are working with it is is pretty cool i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, uh mention the vive pro at this moment which is the uh successor to the vive vr device mm -hmm. what's interesting about this is the uh they have a vastly uh higher resolution on the little cameras inside that sucker and it's completely wireless for the first time. Word. Com completely backwards compatible with the uh, Vive tracking system that you had purchased with the first generation. But this one, you don't, you're not physically tethered to your uh, hardware anymore, right which on. is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. I also saw, um, you know, in that vein, something called Blackout. Uh, no, 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 something. Sorry, that was not. This is. I'm reading this incorrectly. It was a. Um, it was a, uh, a, a boutique uh, fitness VR and AR suite of tools that is um, totally uh, interactive with people, uh, you know, anybody else signed on. But the thing that they're that this company is doing that I haven't seen before is they're actually opening physical like branded locations for this. Oh, word. So there'll be like next generation gyms where all of the equipment will have VR, like you, you'll, you'll get suited up in a VR, you know, like set of gloves and a hat or like the, not a hat. <laughs> <laughs> one fancy hat. One really fancy hat, you know, the headset and all of the sensors and all of that. But then you'll go in to this like pre-built environment to like go through your exercises and ostensibly there's going to be like overlaid stuff and challenges and like gamification and all of that. That is a gym that I would sign up in a nanosecond. 
That sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> what was that old Nickelodeon show where you got put into a video game? Because it sounds a lot like that. Oh, um, um, something arcade. Jeff. Nick Arcade. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Show. That's oh, a, man. Oh. But that's exactly what it was because they put you. You had to run over a certain thing, do some jumps. That's yes. exactly what you're describing. It's like the end game of every episode was like you could make it into this like virtual environment, and they could never climb the ladder. No, <laughs> throw them off. <laughs> Stupid kids. I'm so jealous of all those kids. Now. <laughs> Stupid, Stupid kids. Um, the other or another big thing that I thought stood out from this CES was just the sheer number of home automation devices and i'm talking gadgets yeah. that are like less than 100 less than 50 bucks uh smart plugs smoke detectors smoke detectors yes uh like moisture detectors um air quality detectors um you know cameras wireless cameras that like plug into things with with um facial recognition so that you can have contextually aware ai going through your your echo devices um it's it's i mean the the market that that amazon cracked about 18 months ago is exploding and i think we're what we're gonna see i really think that we're seeing the tidal wave similar to like 2009 for the iphone mm -hmm. You know, it's like the app stores have just opened up kind of time and there's going to be so much movement in this realm. Like we were saying earlier, the um, the, the Echo has something like 15 or 16,000 skills now. Yeah. The Google Home, the next most competitive device has like four or 5,000 skills and integrations. It's like, it's not even close. They have such a lead in this realm. And it's, you know, we were demonstrating last week, the the, the 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 what the echo does might be limited but it what like it what it does it does so well that it is such a clear winner i think it's so much further ahead than than its competitors now yeah absolutely and it what i find interesting is that uh there seems to be this consensus that because google had its branding just absolutely everywhere at ces that it dominated in some way but and and I saw that it rolled out on a lot of TVs, like with LG and and stuff like right. that. But it's like I still don't think that that's the case. I think that yeah, I do think that Alexa still has the upper hand here. I've yet to see anyone with the the Google Home or whatever in their house. Like anyone right. I've seen, it's it's the the Amazon Echo device. So we don't activate the one here. Speaking of having them, <laughs> <laughs> apparently they did sell very well this year. So I, I, I think that maybe over the next couple months when you're out and about with your pals, you'll see more Google homes. Um, but they were like giving them away. Also, <laughs> like, you know, that's a good way to get them out there. Yeah, but... it feels like maybe whatever, um, you know, there's I'm sure there's there's an increased buy in and there's got to be competition in this realm. But I, I feel like whatever gains we saw for Google Home uh, or Google Home products, I think might be Google simply flexing its monetary muscle. Mm -hmm. You know, they can buy into all of these industry partnerships, and so they do. But there's so much action there. I mean, there's just like, the, I think the, we've seen connected devices, you know, we've seen refrigerators with, with operating systems built in and all of that before, but now there's a ready-made, ecosystem that all of these like all of these devices can then tie into that actually makes sane their use i think yeah did you see the new refrigerator that was at uh ces tell me about it so it's it i mean it looks just like what the the new ones come out with the little screen on it and it'll tell you what's in your fridge uh -huh. but apparently if you double tap on it the entire refrigerator goes clear so you can see what's in the refrigerator oh my god without opening the door Whoa. oh my god that's so cool think of how many arguments that saves alone about people leaving the you know fridge door open and right. all that but i would just stand there tapping it all yeah. the time cuz i'm sure it's they have that for windows now where it you know runs some electricity right. through gas right 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 and i don't know if the whole thing's a screen or if it uses that technology but that's amazing. That is some Star Trek shit. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Uh, so yeah. cool. Oh my god, I would too. I would stand there in the kitchen just tapping back and forth between <laughs> transparent mode and opaque mode. I would just it would just be a whole thing is is the light on? Is the light off? Yeah. Is the light on? <laughs> Solving that mystery for is years. Is the light now. on when nobody's watching? Oh, I love it. <laughs>
so yeah, I I mean, I feel like that's the 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 big one for me. I mean, do you do you have any any other sort of observations, Colin? Um, I, I would say the only other thing is, is I mean, we, we touched on a, uh, a little bit, but with AMD kind of releasing more of their uh, more of their CPUs this year um, mm-hmm. and kind of talking a little bit about that. And God, I uh, feel like it's AMD, AMD's years. Yeah, to have. for I mean, sure. And some limited yeah. GPU release with Vega, but uh, more more with um, CPU and, and an APU. I think that. Um, they just got the biggest hail mary in their entire history. Um, and and before meltdown, Inspector, I'm not entirely sure if this would have gone this way. But the, I don't think that AMD is going to be super competitive with their GPU offerings for two reasons: um, their 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 ability to supply demand is just so much less than Nvidia right now. Yeah. And as soon as those things come on the market, miners buy them up and the prices go up. So it's like it, it just. It's so difficult to purchase an AMD GPU these days. Yeah, which is too bad because they're they're better than they ever have been. Right on. But they are so poised with Ryzen and and the next generation of Ryzen coming out this year, with the fact that AMD chips are not susceptible to the meltdown bug alone, has got to have so many enterprise customers looking at AMD going, "Hey, I mean, <laughs> what do we have to lose? It's more compute for less money." <laughs> and it's not susceptible to this massive, massive problem. Yep. I'd say then, uh, is there anything that uh, you wanted to cover? The fridge blew me away, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all set on that front. With all of that, I would say that wraps up the shiny podcast coverage of CES 2018. That's it for the news, and if that's all you're here for, go ahead and turn us off or stick around for our deep dive. Guaranteed, we'll be back next week with the latest, the greatest, and sometimes hated in gaming and technology. Look for us at shinypodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the latest shows and check out whatever else we're cooking up for you. Download the Shiny Podcast in all your favorite podcasting applications. If you want to say hi, make a suggestion, or send us a hot tip on Newsdeck, visit shinypodcast.com slash connect and fill out the form or just email us at hello at shinypodcast.com. Uh, how you doing over there, Colin? Doing fine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> doing great. <laughs> Come on, that's that's a clip right there. That's know, a soundboard right? noise. Just full of them. And how are you doing? <laughs> oh, there, sorry. One other thing about CES: the blackout. Oh, I can't believe we didn't mention that. Yeah, not super. Sorry, not, I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in. Okay, not super huge, but uh, there was a complete loss of electricity during ces 2018 (laughs) electronic show oh boy you don't need electricity for that right it's so bad and it's it's especially funny because it it's a place that doesn't really have weather issues per se the desert yes it's hot and and everything but it it was caused by rain (laughs) yeah they were rained out in las vegas that's normal right (laughs) When I say blackout, I mean, like, the entire facility was pitch black. Like, they couldn't run any of the devices. It was, like, it was a real shit show. Where's old Muskie when you need him? (laughs) It's so perfect, right, for, like, the largest consumer, like, like, just, just the, the most, the whole, like, these are the whores of the industry. I mean, really, this is, like, the whoring moment for all of the big international megacores, right? And the fact that the power goes out, like the one thing that they all need to work, it's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. Good. <laughs> and clean break. <laughs> Jared. Yes, Colin. You got some wonderful new toys. I did. I uh, am expanding from just uh, Marvel. Well, yeah, just, but Marvel and... Uh, Star Wars to WWE. We are bringing wrestling back, my friend. Can you oh, yeah. very quickly for? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brother! Oh yeah! 
for for context and for for people who might not know what do you do with these wonderful toys oh yeah that would probably be a good uh, starting point <laughs> where um, does he get these wonderful toys <laughs> Um, so I am an amateur toy photographer. Um, I have an Instagram account, uh, Bier at Bierman Photography. I just passed a thousand followers, so I'm at like a thousand fifty something to change. That's cool. Nice. That feels monumental. I was quite pleased with myself. Yeah. Last time we talked to you, you weren't even halfway there. Uh, I was probably maybe six or seven at that point. Oh, cheers. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was um, that. That's amazing. But <laughs> so new contest, uh, going for 2000 now. Okay. Um, so every 200 new followers, um, the I put all the names into a random name selector, mm -hmm. and you get picked for a custom piece of art. Oh, cool. So for uh, the last run, I did every 100, got something I had already posted on Instagram with the 1,000 winner getting the custom. So I figured since we're going for two, we're going to do every 200, but this way you get a custom photo. And if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you actually get a digital print, or not a digital, a physical print <laughs> sent to you. But if you're in any other country in the world, it's just a digital print because this is a hobby. So yeah, I'm not paying <laughs> yes. crazy amounts to, to ship stuff. I think I think that's fair. So so uh, do you have to, if you're already a, one of your followers, do you have to do anything special to enter or is it just everybody who's already a follower gets into? So you're automatically entered if you're a follower. Cool. However, if you want to earn a bonus entry to mm. double your chances of winning, uh, I have a uh, post on Instagram. Uh, it's um, a close-up of Snoke uh, holding Ray off the ground and it says contest in giant letters with hashtag Photo 2 k if you repost that and tag me in it and use the hash the hashtag, I will add you as another entry. So this way you've doubled your chances. Oh, cool. Pro right tip, on. guys. Yeah, so definitely repost it. Get the word out because the faster we get to those each new 200, the uh, more times I'll get that custom shot going. Beautiful. That's awesome. And when you do a custom shot, do you do do you take like is it uh, your like how does that work? Do you do you take direction or like? Yeah. So basically, any figure that I have posted a shot of is available to use. Cool. Uh, basically, you tell me what individual or group of figures you want a photo of, and give me a general idea of what you want them doing. Um, the person that won the thousand um, follower challenge wanted a mashup of aliens and Star Wars. And that was pretty much the direction I got. So I took him out into the snow and had the, you know, Xenomorph taking down some uh, first order snow troopers. Um, <laughs> the first uh, custom shot I did um, was uh, the guy wanted, he gave me a couple different ideas. And basically I take a bunch of pictures, I edit them and I send them, uh, you know, the shots with uh, a watermark on them. And then you tell me which one you want and I send it on your way. That's cool. That's cool. So what is new? What what are you you I, I know you for your superhero shots and your Star Wars shots. Yep. So what is this new direction you're taking? So as a kid, I love Star Wars and, and Marvel. But if you ask me what my absolute favorite thing was, what I spent every Monday and I it was either Tuesday or Thursdays back in the day doing was watching wrestling. I loved it and could get not get enough of it <laughs> so i am expanding my toys into a very small section uh just to make it clear uh, <laughs> of wrestlers that i like were my favorite back in the day so we're talking the oh yeah macho man randy Savage, <laughs> um stone cold steve austin the ultimate warrior you know guys like that that were really big names and and big bigger personalities mm -hmm. um so i hand built a two-scale wrestling ring for them to duke it out in and uh, i'm starting to do that still working around with the lighting because it's different kind of shots uh and i will be making an audience um pop up so it looks like real people are in the crowd and stuff like that so that's that's long term but um we're we're going wrestling. That's that's where we're moving to. God, I feel like there's so much material to be had there. There's so many classic matches. You could have your dream match between two right. guys that have never wrestled. Have them in their iconic poses. Right. You know, it, it, the, the, basically, Raw, which is their Monday Night flagship show, is right. having their 25th anniversary 
next week, this upcoming week, oh, right on. which is, uh, I guess, Monday the 25th. I apologize. Not sure. So um, that's each week. So 52 a year times 25. That's a lot of footage to go back through that's for any <laughs> idea. Terrible. That's yeah. not even including WCW stuff that they now own. Right. That's not including pay-per-view events or SmackDown. It's a lot of footage. Mm. So it's, I love it. And as an adult, I still watch it, but it's great because you put it on in the background. You don't need to watch it. You can look up every now yeah, and again. Yeah, it's just pure entertainment. Exactly. You haven't missed the plot, you know, yeah. with a lot of those shows. Because I find like with a lot of other shows, you you stop doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. Whether it's working on the computer, doing a, a hobby or whatever. But with the wrestling, you just you look up when you want. Yeah. So that's, that is the new direction. So I think I've amassed a pretty good uh, amount of them. So um, for Christmas, I believe um, it was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh-huh. Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Ooh. Mankind, oh, but, sold. but Corporate Mankind with Mr. Sacco. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, John Cena. Who's either you love him or you hate him. Yeah, oh, yeah. man, we've got to edit the John Cena music in somewhere. And just a ton of, ton of bunch of yeah, just fun stuff. My wife got me uh, some accessories. So a breakaway table, some folding chairs, you know, a ladder. So the, the real fun stuff to, to have some good shots going next. So I was curious, um, you know, forgive me, I am, uh, you know, I, I am, I wear my colors on my sleeve and I come, I, I come from where I come. So I don't know a ton about the toy world of, of wrestling. I did watch it a, a, a fair amount back in the day, but the, you know, the action figures that I remember were more, they felt more cartoony than anything, but the stuff that you are showing is obviously a lot more detailed. So like what... What's it? Uh, are there any differences are you finding between like fictional characters, action figures, and and wrestling action figures, or are the scenes kind of similar? How, can you comment on that a little bit? Sure. So I'll tell you. So the 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 Star Wars and Marvel stuff that I have that is uh, mainly Hasbro, and then mm-hmm. the WWE and DC stuff is Mattel. Mm-hmm. So they're two different companies, and Hasbro is doing a new digital face painting technology. So if you look at a, a even just like a Ray figure from when the Force Awakens came yeah. out and a Ray figure from um, uh, The Last Jedi, they're night and day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, since working with these Mattel brand, uh, and I'm not sponsored by them, but plugging them, <laughs> yes, please. Um, I mean, if you know they wanted to, I, you know, if they want to send me a couple of wrestling <laughs> figures, who am I to say no uh, from Mattel? But the I would say nine out of the ten face sculpts of the wrestlers are spot on. They're amazing. Wow. Like I got a, a figure of The Rock when he first started, so the hair mm-hmm. and everything. He's got his little eyebrow. He's got his smirk going from when he just started. Wow. It is spot on. I will say the only face that's a little off is John Cena's. <laughs> it yeah. looks like he's thinking or he's holding a part in. I'm not sure <laughs> which. Or but, both. <laughs> but I got to say, the Ultimate Warrior figure, it's doing, you know how he's always screaming and real intense? Yeah. It is amazing. It is perfect. Oh, that's cool. So whatever technology uh, Mattel is using for these WWE figures mm-hmm. is next level. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. What about availability, especially across eras? So that's kind of the good thing for me as a collector because it limits the size of my collection. <laughs> Um, That's a positive spin. Yeah. So um, with the wrestling, they have, I mean, you name the wrestler, they probably have a figure for it, but it doesn't seem like they reproduce a lot. Like once that figure is out, unless they're doing a different version of it, they don't reproduce them. Mm -hmm. So it's a limited run. It's a limited run. So it really helps me go, okay, I'm only going to collect the ones of guys that meant something to me as a kid that I have fond memories of watching or I saw at a live event. Or, you know... Like Doink. Oh, my gosh. Doink the Clown. <laughs> there were, like, three different Doinks. <laughs> like 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 people doing Doink? Yeah, think? and I think there was a match of Doink versus Doink. Oh, at point. that's beautiful. This yeah, is great out of context, by the way. Oh, yeah. Apparently, some of the Doinks were, were a literally <laughs> mentally unhinged and... Uh, You're kidding. Oh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. A man in a wrestling clown get-up was a little uh, off-kilter. Um... <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, they're definitely hard to get, and I feel that they're not as... Like, they come out in... I'm new to this, so this is just what I've observed. I could be wrong. But it seems like with the um, Hasbro stuff, they come out in waves. Mm. Like, hey, here's six new figures. And I believe Mattel does that, but it seems that they have a set of six that they put out, but then they only like kind of release one at a time or one's put out at a time. Oh, interesting. So I there'll had, be like a series, but then they'll sort of trickle them out. Yeah, because it tends like yeah. whenever you go to the store, you tend to see kind of the same few figures, but then they kind of rotate them through a little bit gotcha. more quickly than you know a has a hasbro line but again i'm new to it that's a complete guess i could be completely off sure <laughs> oh interesting interesting so do you is there just i assume the answer is yes but i'll ask you anyway sure. is there is there just as, as robust a scene of uh, aftermarket trading and and buying and selling in the wrestling figure world so there definitely is um i know on instagram there's hashtags for like toys for sale and all that stuff and i got a really good deal on a couple um like a, a Nick Fury that looks like uh, Samuel Jackson and right. a, um, a Scarlett Johansson Black Widow that are, you have to get like a four pack of figures, but this guy was selling them individually. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the wrestling ones probably tend to be a little bit more collectible with that group. I always see them at, you know, kind of like their secondhand consignment shops where they're really trying to mark up the prices on the toys. It right. always seems to be more wrestling figures. And I don't know why you think it's just a wider net maybe I mm. mean, possibly it, it definitely could be although i will say that the wrestling photos seem to be a smaller subset of the toy photography universe at least that i'm involved in maybe sure. i haven't necessarily expanded into that wrestling ring yet for yeah. lack of a better term <laughs> that squared circle um <laughs> But at least from what I've seen, it, it seems to be a smaller crowd, but it's something I'm very passionate about, so it's it's fun to do. Beautiful. That's cool. That's cool. Got anything on your mind, Colin? No, I, I, I think the only other thing I, I just wanted to, to give praise for is uh, I, I actually got to see The Ring, um, and it's amazing. Uh, and uh, Jared made it. Uh, it's really good as like a nice, real canvas, like, top and the the um uh the ropes are stretchy <laughs> which yeah, is amazing yeah, helps with those bounce offs yeah shots, exactly you know? <laughs> yeah well thanks man i appreciate that yeah i just thought just great workmanship i mean just class talk about that a little bit because i remember the last time we had you on we talked about like you uh you making like brick backgrounds and like build like making barrels out of stuff so so that i'd love to hear that process like how did this the, the ring come to be sure so basically uh believe it or not it was kind of a rehab project so i recently huh. had some uh carpal tunnel issues as you get for being yeah, on a computer uh, eight that. hours a day plus then your hobby editing photos right <laughs> sure so you guys know how that goes oh, yeah. um so for a while i was kind of sidelined i wasn't taking any pictures luckily i had a little stockpile mm -hmm. uh, to keep posting things on instagram but uh, really, I like to build stuff with my hands. I build furniture. I build stuff around the house. I build right. things for the toys. Um, so I guess I had been watching wrestling a little bit more with my free time. And I had just been scrolling through Instagram, looking at different toy photography to kind of, you know, stockpile ideas for when I was ready to get back to action. And I saw an amazing, I think it was a Shawn Michaels delivering sweet chin music, his, his finishing move where he literally kicks your head off. Um, and I thought it was the coolest shot. And I said, all right, as soon as my hand's feeling better, I'm going to build a ring. Because if I can build a <laughs> ring, then I can start, you know, doing wrestling figure shots. Yeah. So I went on a bunch of different websites to find the dimensions and kind of just built it on my own. Like there was no tutorial. There was no, hey, do this, do that. I just went, all right, well, here's what a wrestling ring looks like. Here's the dimensions. Now let me figure this out. So it was, uh, it helped my curiosity of needing to build something. And it was a good test to see if I had the strength back in my hand to, uh, you know, be able to fine tune small details like that. Right on. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it's the whole base is made out of wood. And then, uh, as Colin mentioned, there's a layer of, uh, like duck canvas over the top. And I custom sewed, uh, the little side banners for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. you know, real technical there. Yeah, the, the, sort of uh, skirting yeah thank you yeah. Uh, yeah i think it's called a ring skirt yeah um so that's all hand or not hand sewed but uh machine sewed that i did uh, i stayed up like three in the morning one night doing that because i was on a roll and my hand was feeling good and i was right. excited to be back in the game and i was super tired the next day but sure <laughs> um, so that's all hand done i spray painted everything 
um, and then glued it all up. And I just found some like elastic rubber kind of stuff to simulate the rope. So it actually, as Colin mentioned again, it it bends so you can get that nice running off the the rope shot of it you know, bending out right, the and, action shot of the elasticity and in, in action. Yeah. yeah. And it, they totally bounce off it. So I was trying to do some shots of a guy coming off the top rope by bouncing him off and then letting him fly on his own. Sure. So my hands out of the shot, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have enough light to get it to the shutter speed I needed oh, for a yeah. clean shot, but I'll try it again with more lights. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I love the idea of the wrestling ring being like, like your comeback, like that's <laughs> You're on the ropes and then, you know, you're you're in pain and you're hurting and you use the, the wrestling ring, uh, 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 you know, project as your back to it. You know, it's such a rocky moment. That's so I, funny. I might have had some wrestling theme songs playing while doing it. A little Stone Cold with the glass breaking. A yes. little Ultimate Warrior psych yourself yes. up. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. And just the real quick to, to add to one of the final pieces that I need for that ring. Yeah. Is I need a crowd. I've I've put some oh, figures around the crowd, sure, but it doesn't quite work. No, I suppose like if you've got you know all of your Marvel characters in the background, it's sort of an odd odd, <laughs> odd setting. Yeah. yeah. So for some pictures I just did, I used uh, Han Solo and uh, Obi Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi as the the announcers because they're the only kind of remotely human guys <laughs> sure, I have. Looking. Yeah. Plus they're blurry, so you don't see. Yeah. But what I'm going to do, and you're going to be involved in this, and you may okay. not know already. Okay. Um, but I've talked with a bunch of our friends, and I'm going to have a bunch of you over. Yes. You're going to bring a bunch of different hats and shirts and all that kind of stuff. Yes. We're going to set up a backdrop, and you're going to pretend you're at a wrestling oh, match. I'm so into this. And I'm going to take your so- photo facing me and then uh, turning around. So this way, I can put people in front of the camera with their backs facing to me. Right. Like I'm shooting through the crowd. Nice. And then there'll be you facing me on the other side. Oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, my God. I love that idea. That's such a good idea. <laughs> and then I'll have to Photoshop it all together for, like, the nosebleed seats. But then for the up close, I'm going to do little cutouts for everyone. So oh, it'll cool. it'll add depth to it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can get some shadows and all that kind of stuff going. So. Oh, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be end of winter project. And you guys <laughs> you guys have to help. So. Right okay, on. well, you, you you tell me when. I'll be there again. I'll, I'll set it up. I'll try to get it with coincide with a wrestling event to really get <laughs> nice. <back to> <laughs> set the mood beautiful oh man that is some cool shit i i i feel like anytime um anytime you want to come on and tell us what cool shit you're up to please do so because like you always bring great stories and you you just like i mean i'm just so tickled by projects and by hobbies that have you building stuff and have you like you know iterating over and over again trying to improve on this craft so this is a, a really cool thing to hear about and really like it thanks guys i really appreciate that i think a, a good post uh, crowd update would be perfect so once i get that going you you can talk about the experience of it and we'll get that uh maybe some shots on instagram oh my god if we're if we're lucky maybe we'll even like record something there you know Ooh. <laughs> like uh, you know a little a little uh we're live at the on ring. location yeah a little live set that'd be great <laughs> beautiful uh you got to check out the stone cold theme song as well dude it is like i can't tell you how many times i listened to that as a kid <laughs> it's the glass break and then it just like punches you in the face <laughs> Well, there's our takedown notice for the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if you just say, uh, you know, musically, that's uh, really good. It's interesting the direction you went because then you're reviewing it. Yeah, so I think you're OK. Exactly. Though. This is a yeah, this is a review of that content. <laughs> all a rip off. <laughs> Dude, that is cool. Well, I think I, you know, I wish you well on that because I think that's Thanks. a great, a great way to, you know, a great place to grow into. It's um, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of ways that you can get a lot of material from that it's different lighting challenges too because much more like contrasted like, like theater kind of yeah, stuff because it's, yeah. it's all that above or overhead lighting so it's right. very specific where you want the action to be on stage but you're not drowning it out so it's really learning how to do it and i'm thinking of creating kind of like a um Kind of like how they have, where there's a bunch of lights up top over it, and I think I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of want to try to do something like that and make it super simple, where it's just, right. you know, like a cross piece and hang a bunch of little lights from it. Sure, but, but it's uh, there's a, there's a lot to do with it. Gosh, and, I wonder if that's a good application for a hue light for you. Ooh. You know, like being able to have something that's 
sort of like on a mount, but connected to the app that you could, you know, throw whatever color. That out. would be cool. Because yeah. right now I literally have um, different colored gels that I made. So basically sure. um, it's just like a, a colored piece of plastic that you shine a light through. And I created them to fit on a floodlight. So they're literally duct taped up around so they pop on. Mm -hmm. But to hold it, if you're shining down to hold it, you have to use two hands. And then I'm taking pictures with the sh remote shutter release with my teeth. Because both my hands are holding this light. Oh, so possibly. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I yeah, I was doing it and Kelly was like looking at me. I'm like, could, could you come just click the pictures? That'd be great. Maybe you could do something for me. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks for the help. I try to teach his dogs, but they just, they keep yeah. pawing at it. It doesn't work. Dad. <laughs> I don't want to do that. They look super the confused. They're like, hey, go back to the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever thought of uh, making a cage? Uh, yeah, that's the summer project. Nice. Um, because so basically awesome. I made um, awesome, awesome, awesome. I already made like a fence for the Marvel stuff. So basically all I have to do is modify the size of it. And then um, so there's a couple different not to get too into it, but there's a couple different uh, cages depending on the era that you're going with different shapes. Yeah. So okay. some of them are it comes right to the edge of the ring. Some mm -hmm. have a couple feet in between. Some have a top. Some you have to climb over. So I think I want to replicate the um, Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell, where Undertaker throws him through the, the roof. Nice. I guess you'd have to call that the end of the show, would you, Colin? Yeah, I think so. All right, then I will touch the button. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Thank you so much, Jared, for coming back. We are always very happy to have you here. Um, if you want to uh, get in touch with Jared about his photography, he is at Beerman Photography on Instagram. If you want to tweet at us, we're at Kaliali11 and at Fluxola. Uh, you can also That's me. check us out on Facebook and uh, website shinypodcast.com. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is Colin signing off. This is Christopher. I love everybody who listens to this show. Please, if you could take the time to review us on really any service, <laughs> that'd be great. But especially on the Apple Podcast, iTunes Network, only because all of the other services pull from that. Pretty, it's, pretty, please. It's pretty uh, helpful. Thanks again, Jared. Anytime you want to come back on the show, we will talk about uh, any cool stuff that you're up to. And uh, I will also ask at the end, by the way, I have a technology company. We do consulting for any IT needs that you have. So if you want to find out how we can help you out, why don't you hook, look us up at uproot.tech on the internet. That's a series of twos, really. <laughs> Great way to think about it.